Welcome back to InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm your host, Nick Sweeney, and what I want to do this week is answer a couple of questions that I've been getting quite a bit recently. And the way that I kind of want to frame this is to answer the why of PDM, because oftentimes I think we get caught up talking about SolidWorks PDM, and we talk about what it's doing. We talk about how this is happening, but we don't necessarily answer the why of what's going on. We don't understand well, why is PDM doing it this way when I would think that it makes more sense to do it that way? So that's kind of what I want to run through today. I've got three really common questions that I've been getting in the last couple of weeks. So we're going to run through those. Quick thing before I get started on this, it is springtime. At least it feels like springtime here in Ohio. So I do have my windows open. So if you happen to hear some birds in the background, I I hope you enjoy their lovely songs. So for my three questions, the different things I'm going to ask, I'm going to first talk about the statement, Well, I've upgraded a part file, or I've updated a part file to a newer version. Does that mean PDM is going to update my assembly as well? Second question slash comment. Templates are cool, but I don't really see a point in using them. And the third question slash comment. Why would I use PDM for my workflow if I already have an ERP system that's managing it for me? So that's where we're going to go. We're going to jump through those three different things. So the first question is if I've updated a part file, does this mean PDM is going to then update my assembly as well? And the very short and sweet answer to that is no. No, it is not. PDM is not going to automatically go through and refresh all of the parts, all of the assemblies that use that component. Like if you went to the where used, you update a part, and you looked in that where used, PDM is not going to automatically refresh those assemblies and grab the latest version. For a lot of people, they go, well, that doesn't make any sense. And my question back to them is, well, why would you want PDM to do that? Because if you really think about what PDM is doing, PDM is managing your different revisions, your different versions. If you actually go into a SolidWorks assembly, you open it up, and you look in the tree on the right-hand side, you see a list of every component that is included, and it also shows you what version it is. What happens if, as you're working on these different files, what if you create a new version, and the customer ordered this assembly a year ago, and you need to be able to go back and grab that? because they need a replacement part. Well, then I need to be able to see the old version. I don't need it getting the latest version every single time. And you might say, well, I can go back and look at that. Sure, but do you need a new version? What if you've got a 500 component assembly and you don't need to pull the latest version of everything or you don't want to do it every time you update a part? Instead, you can kind of do it in mass. So it lets you selectively choose which components are going to cause you to update this assembly because things are going to happen to your assemblies as you're working on them. You don't need to update every single time you update a part. Every time you update a boss at Strood, you don't need to update everything involved in that assembly. So it lets you be selective. It lets you make sure that you're only going to update things as you go, update things that are important because you also might create a new version that is actually a new design, but you haven't completely proved it out. It's not a new revision. So then you, again, you don't want that to happen. Even if it's on the new revision, I maintain it makes more sense to do this one at a time. Yeah, it might get a little bit tedious and there are tools out there. I think the SolidWorks Task Scheduler, you can open it and get the latest and then refresh it and save and close it. You could do that. But again, I think it makes more sense. The why of it, you want to ensure that your components are at, that your assemblies are accessing the right versions of your components. That's the whole point of PDM with our different versions. We might not need the latest version for every single component because that might not be how this assembly was designed. So to answer the question, I've updated the part file. Will my PDM update the assembly as well? No, it won't. I would recommend going through one by one, just making sure that this is what you want to happen. 
because the worst thing that could happen is that PDM updates it and you didn't want that to happen in the first place. Question number two, comment number two, why on earth would I ever use templates is essentially the question. And I think there are a couple of reasons that you might consider using templates. The very first one, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, at this point, you understand I love automation. And that's the whole point of templates is it's going to automate creating stuff, whether that is brand new files, brand new folders, or just automating filling in your cards as you go. That's the whole point of a template. So I think that that's a huge thing because it lets you fill in your data cards up front and you automatically get those files named properly and put in the right folders. So that's huge because it standardizes stuff and it makes sure that things are going pretty quick. The second part of this is you can actually jumpstart your design process even more than you might think of. Like if you're using templates right now, you might be creating generic parts and go, okay, that's cool. It's helpful. How can I be better about this? So quick tangent. Have you ever heard about start parts inside of SOLIDWORKS PDM? Inside of SOLIDWORKS, sorry, not PDM. If you haven't, inside of PDM, inside of SOLIDWORKS, if you right-click and you create a new file, it's going to ask you which template you want to use. At least it can ask you. You might select a generic part template and just go on your way. So then it might, you might have an ANSI part, but that's about it. But what if you could actually start off with some general geometry and maybe some custom properties? You can customize your SOLIDWORKS templates. So if you haven't done that, there's, there are blogs out there, there are videos out there about doing this. Check out creating some start parts because those start parts can give you a jump start. So instead of using your right-click new project inside of PDM and getting a general blank part, you might actually get a part that's named properly, has a couple of the custom properties already set up and filled in, and you might get some basic geometry to get you started. That's huge. It might save you a couple of steps, even if it's you know three or four clicks here and there. That's still three or four clicks. If you do that 100 times a year, you're saving yourself 300 plus clicks. I recommend testing out your start parts, and that's the whole point of a template. Because with your templates, you can create entire folder structures in a couple of clicks. So if you say every time we get a new order from a customer, we need to create a folder for that customer. Inside of that folder, we need a folder for purchase parts. We need one for customer-facing documents, and we need one for the engineering. And maybe we've got a couple other folders in there. If I create this every single time, well, that's a template. And there are people that don't have PDM where they might actually have that template folder structure created somewhere and they copy paste. Well, you don't have to do that. Instead, with PDM, you can do that automatically, fill it in. Remember, there are folder cards and data cards to fill in too. Maybe you fill in this information and now it automatically populates. So that's why I like templates. It automates stuff that you're already going to be doing. So why not make it so that I can create all of this in one shot, create some basic template documents, as well as filling in some information up front instead of having to do it again later. The final question that I want to address is, why on earth would I use PDM to do my workflow if I already have an ERP system that has a workflow in it? And I think that what's important to think about here is, what are your systems doing? What are they designed for? What are they best at? Think about the fact that PDM stands for Product Data Management, and it is a document-based system. It's not record-based. It's not project-based. It is document-based. Because you can't start a new project in PDM without having some kind of document to go with it. Yeah, I just said you can create a folder for it. Okay. But that's not going to have anything in it automatically, unless you tell it to with that template. PDM is there to help you manage your parts and your revisions. And it's the, it's the part and assembly and file 
lifecycle, but it's not a product lifecycle management system. That That's the full PLM solution where you might be looking at something like Inovia or maybe to a lesser extent, SolidWorks Manage. The impetus for wanting to talk about this question is actually I had a customer send me a workflow earlier this week. That's something like 53 states, I think. And when I really dug into that workflow, of those 53 states, I don't know, maybe a dozen or, or 15 or something like that are truly part specific. If I actually look at the different steps that are going on here, like material ordered, um, CNC created, CNC tested, well, that stuff has nothing to do with my SolidWorks model. I mean, it does because it's looking at the SolidWorks model, but what am I doing in the life cycle of my SolidWorks file? The answer to that's not really anything because my part's not changing. It doesn't need to go through a revision change. People don't have to check the part at that point. Instead, it's other stuff. So that's more of a, a project stuff. Like in the project, those are different steps. If I had a Gantt chart, those would be different things that I have to fill out as I go. So again, it's important to really think about what are these doing because in a case like that, where really we're looking at the project. Yeah, we need a, a product lifecycle management. We need a product uh, revision scheme uh, workflow to go through. That's one thing you can definitely do. But all these other steps that are entirely related to your project management, there's no reason for you to be using PDM for that because you might have 50 states in that workflow, but 30 of them actually have nothing to do with the part and it's just idle sitting of your file. So you go through and look at the history. Well, what happened here? Uh, not much. What happened here? Not much. And you'll go through and your, your history is going to be a mess when really the file didn't change all of that much, if at all. So if you need a records-based system, uh, SolidWorks Manage is a great tool. Uh, Joe Frank and I had an episode back October, November, I think, where he and I talked about SolidWorks Manage and what SolidWorks Manage really includes. Definitely go listen to that because there are four pillars of manage. Talking about like if you want to manage a process, if you want to manage um, a whole project, Manage is designed to do that kind of stuff. PDM is designed to let you manage the document lifecycle, what's actually happening to that document on a daily basis. If you need a system that is ordering different materials, well, you need an ERP system. If you need a system that's going to be tracking the total lifecycle of the document, even beyond its creation, well, that's going to be a product lifecycle management system instead of a product document management system. It's important to remember that PDM is managing your documents. It doesn't have to manage everything else beyond just the documents. So pretty quick episode this week, but I wanted to address those three questions, those three things to think about because, you know, a lot of people, they look at PDM and they go, well, I don't have to update my assemblies anymore. Well, you do. And it makes sense that you do because why would you want every single time you update a part to update an assembly? It doesn't make sense. It's not something that you want to do because that's more and more approvals. That's like 400 approvals if you update 400 different components when really the assembly was only updated one time there. So going through step by step, it makes more sense to do it that way. Why would I use templates? Well, you're going to use templates because you don't want to have to manually create folders every time. You don't want to have to manually create template documents. Instead, you're smart and you've used your solver start parts and you want to use those templates to create brand new parts, brand new assemblies, and be able to fill in that information all in one shot. It automates your tasks. I love automation because of course I do. This should really be like the automation podcast, but it's not. And then what am I going to use PDM for? Why would I let PDM manage my workflow? Let your systems do what they're best at. PDM is the best for managing your SolidWorks documents and taking a SolidWorks assembly from start to finish and when it's finally approved, you can go through simple revisions or you can do an engineering change request. You can do these different processes, but what's happening to the component after you've created it? 
well, that's all the testing. That's purchasing. That's that's the whole project beyond the life cycle of the document because the document's not changing. Let your ERP system manage that. Let your product lifecycle management system do that. Don't force PDM to do something that it's not necessarily designed for. Likewise, don't try to force your ERP system to manage your SolidWorks documents. If you've got PDM, let PDM manage the SolidWorks documents. Let an ERP or a PLM system... It's a helicopter going over my head. Let your ERP, let your PLM system manage that information beyond the life cycle of the document because it's not important that PDM understands that this stuff was purchased, but it is important to your process. It is important to your project. So that's all that I've got for this week. Again, quick episode, but I wanted to get those three things knocked out. So thank you all so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I guess I will be talking to you all next week. See ya.